0: The U.S. Coast Guard cutter Stratton conducted a rare solo passage of the Taiwan Strait earlier this week, the U.S. Navy's Seventh Fleet says in a statement. The sale on Tuesday was just after U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken became the first top American diplomat to visit China in close to five years.
1: On the next day, Wednesday, a Chinese fleet led by the aircraft carrier Shandong also transited the Taiwan Strait. One of Taiwan's top military scholars thinks the transit by the U.S. Coast Guard ship shows that while the U.S. is willing to engage with China diplomatically, it hasn't relaxed its military stance.
2: U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken wrapped up a landmark trip to China on June 19th. But just as he left, the U.S. and China were each engaged in activities in the Taiwan Strait. The U.S. Navy's 7th Fleet said in a statement that the U.S. Coast Guard's national security cutter Stratton made a routine Taiwan Strait transit on June 20th through waters where high seas' freedoms of navigation and overflight apply, in accordance with international law. However, China also was not to be outdone. The next day, Taiwan's defence ministry discovered that the Chinese aircraft carrier Shandong was leading a fleet south along the Taiwan Strait. In one scholar's analysis, an ordinary warship only needs ten hours to transit the Taiwan Strait. This Coast Guard boat sailed at a low speed, taking 48 hours to make the transit. This was intended to demonstrate that the Taiwan Strait is defined as the high
0: sea.
3: This, once again, confirms our judgment that U.S.-China policy on one hand is aimed at risk control through dialogue, but on the other hand, it will not ease up its military stance. This is intended to make Beijing understand that every nation has the resolve and determination to oppose China's use of military force to change the status quo in the Taiwan Strait. When it comes to military action, the U.S. will continue stepping up its military preparedness and encirclement of China.
2: Scholar Su Zeyun thinks the Stratton's transit at the Taiwan Strait reveals that when it comes to diplomacy, the U.S. is willing to communicate and hold dialogue with China, but it will never ease its military stance. Even though Blinken and China's leader Xi Jinping both agreed that their nations were in fierce competition and that they should avoid letting clashes heighten tensions, He believes that while the US and China have broken the diplomatic ice, their core issues are unresolved. Neither side made any concessions on Taiwan, nor did they reach a consensus.
3: Both sides know the bottom line of the Taiwan Strait issue. Knowing the bottom line, relatively speaking, means that they won't let minor incidents escalate into major ones. Their tacit understanding also reveals that the U.S. and China are deliberately seeking to ease the earlier, even more fraught relations. They can only take actions reflecting their own separate point of view, so they're at a stalemate.
2: On the surface, it appears that the U.S. and China are gradually resuming official exchanges, but the Coast Guard ship's transit of the Taiwan Strait shows that the U.S. is taking practical actions to stand up for Taiwan.
1: President Joe Biden hosted Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi for a state visit Thursday, a sign of growing relations between the U.S. and India as they attempt to counter an increasingly
0: aggressive China. Biden has made deepening defense ties with India a priority. He has offered to collaborate on military technology even though the U.S. and India lack a formal security alliance. Voice of America reports. The U.S. has been trying to wean India away from its traditional arms dependence on Russia, its largest supplier of weapons, for decades. 70% of India's military equipment is of Russian-Soviet origin, a Cold War legacy. The Biden administration is set to okay a deal to allow General Electric to produce jet engines for powering Indian military aircraft. In order for the deal to move forward, Congress must sign off. India is also on track to buy 31 drones made by General Atomics worth slightly over $3 billion, sources told Reuters.
3: The capabilities, whether in terms of maritime surveillance and or other operational uh, roles, has proven themselves out over the years. And I think um, that resilient platform and the, the ability of that platform to um, be used by several air forces and navies around the world is testament to the 7 million plus hours that um, has been
0: flown. U.S. Representative Ro Khanna, who represents California's Silicon Valley, says India is poised to capture more technology investment from U.S. companies.
3: I'm hearing that there's a diversification effort. There's not a complete break from China that's unrealistic uh, and that would really dramatically lower GDP. But there is a view that we shouldn't uh, have all of the eggs in the China basket, that we have to diversify our supply chains and India is an attractive candidate. But we have to make sure that we continue to not take that for granted, Uh, cut through some of the bureaucratic hurdles, make sure that there's transparency and not corruption, make sure that the the U.S.-India
0: economic partnership is strong. Indian Prime Minister Modi was scheduled to address a joint session of Congress for the second time in nine years and be the guest of honor at a White House state dinner. Hordes of tourists could be seen at tourist spots throughout Taiwan during the Dragon Boat Festival long weekend. On Thursday, power consumption on Taitung's Green Island quickly increased to 5,900 kilowatt hours, a 42-year high and an increase of 200 kilowatt hours compared with peak usage in July last year.
1: As last year's electricity consumption also set a record high, Thai power was ready for this year. Let's hear from a Thai power official
2: At 10:19 pm. on June 22nd, power consumption reached ,5926 kilowatt hours. That is a record high in the 42 years since Thai power took over Green Island’s power plant. Thai Power has already repaired all of the plant's existing units and also added on two more units. Thai Power is extremely confident that when summer comes this year, the power supply in Green Island will be in a stable state.
1: An endless stream of tourists has descended on Green Island. On June 22nd alone, 15 boats and three planes made trips to the southeastern island and they were all packed. More than 3,500 people landed on the island, bringing the total visitors to the island to 4,500. Currently, the island has six operational generators, while two more are on standby. Nearby Orchid Island saw a similar situation with electricity consumption on June 22nd at 4,917 kilowatt-hours, which was still within a safe range. Students from Kaohsiung have triumphed at international cooking competitions, bringing home dozens of medals. The latest are trainee chefs and bakers from National Kaohsiung University of Hospitality and Tourism who were in Thailand and
0: Malaysia for the competitions. They beat rivals from around the world with recipes inspired by Taiwan's cuisine, from wagyu with white asparagus to lychee-flavored sweet treats. Japanese Wagyu
2: is accompanied by a black truffle and mushroom mousse, white asparagus, and a sweet and sour diced apple. This dish won Shu Guo Fu, the AGC Golden Trophy.
3: What was different this time compared to the single dish contests in the past is that there were a lot of creative ideas in it. How can you demonstrate you're different to the other teams? It's not just the food, it's also the presentation. It's all important.
2: NKUHT students travelled to Thailand for the contest and brought home a huge haul of 7 golds, 9 silvers and 12 bronzes. And Taiwan is also shining in the world of baking. Students Yen Yu An and Liao pei Peixuan recently went to the World Chefs Championship in Malaysia, bringing home a gold medal each for their Taiwan-inspired delights.
3: It contains lychees. I made it with Taiwanese lychees. The vegetables are also chosen from our Taiwanese vegetables.
2: Liao's passion was inspired by her mum's sweet tooth. She dreamed up her healthy and creative bakes with love for her mum in mind.
3: My mum just likes to eat them, but she thinks that Taiwan's pastries are all very sweet. She wanted me to improve them for her and fit them to her taste.
2: These Kaohsiung students have come back from their overseas adventures with golden
0: laurels, showing off Taiwan's culinary promise to the world. Hualien County Health Bureau has recently been receiving calls of people picking a species of wild mushrooms and then taking them home to serve as natural decor. However, many are not able to withstand the temptation to cook and eat the mushrooms. And one family of six suffered food poisoning, which included nausea, vomiting and diarrhea.
1: This family received treatment and fortunately, no one has experienced serious health complications. They, like many others, accidentally consumed these green-spored parasol mushrooms, thinking they were termite mushrooms, an edible species. White mushrooms with brown spots can be seen growing in the grass. Underneath the cup, the mushroom has a light yellow and green color. This is a green-spored parasol, which is also known as a vomiter. The Hualien County Health Bureau said that almost every year, people end up getting food poisoning after picking this species of mushroom. Because it's rainy season and the weather has been hot and humid, Many mushrooms have popped up near riverbeds, grassy areas and places with ferns. The health bureau reminded the public that they should just observe these beautiful wild mushrooms from a slight distance. The ruling DPP's presidential candidate, Vice President Lai Qingde, has proposed subsidies for tuition at private universities, which tend to be more cash-strapped than public universities. The proposal is meant to bring tuition at private institutions more in line with that of public schools,
0: he said. However, his election rivals claim he's throwing money around as a campaign tactic. Lai's campaign spokesperson hit back at the accusations, saying that Lai's rivals should have more sympathy for disadvantaged students. Let's hear what both sides have to say.
3: DPP presidential candidate Vice President Lai Chingda recently proposed a policy of subsidizing private university tuition fees up to 25,000 NT per student per school year in a bid to shrink the gap between public and private universities. The proposal was attacked by the KMT's presidential candidate Hou and TPP presidential candidate Ko Wen-je, who labelled the proposal as throwing money around. However, Lai hit back, saying that his motivation behind the proposal was related to his own past experiences as a student.
2: When Lai was in university, there were several terms where he applied for student loans. He also privately tutored a couple of students to help pay for his studies. In fact, there are quite a number of students in Taiwan who work part-time like this while in university. When they graduate, on average, it takes five or six years of work to pay off their student loans. Ko Wenzhe and Ho yi should have more sympathy for these students.
3: In a reply to a question on social media, Lai said he remembered his days as a university student and the burden of borrowing money for tuition. Lai's campaign spokesperson, Guo Yahui said that if Lai's fellow presidential hopefuls Ko and Ho had more sympathy for economically disadvantaged students, it would be to the benefit of these types of students, rather than to anyone's election campaign. Guo argued that if, in fact, the subsidies were an election ploy, how could this be any different from Ko and Ho, whose own policy platforms also involve spending money?
2: This indiscriminate spending will cost 10 billion NT per year, and it's the taxpayers who will foot the bill. Also, when you use indiscriminate subsidies like this to solve the problems of disadvantaged students in higher education, or low wages in the workplace, it doesn't get to the root of the problem. As a politician, you can call yourself elite, but you can't be cold-blooded. Kerr once said that school departments that don't lead to high wages could be cut. This demonstrates the arrogance of the elite. Now Ke is talking about throwing money around to describe a proposal that would reduce the burden on students in higher education.
3: The DPP rejected opposition claims that its candidate was vote-buying through a proposal to subsidize tuition. Instead, it called on rival candidates to debate the issues openly rather than hide behind rhetoric.
0: The Taiwanese herbal formula NRICM 101 or Qinguan Hao is a drug used by many to treat COVID symptoms. However, the health ministry says that this treatment will only continue to be subsidized by the government until the end of June. Starting July 1st, patients will have to pay for it out of pocket.
1: Regardless of the brand, the market price of Qinghuan Yihau is fifteen hundred to two thousand NT. However, traditional Chinese medicine doctors say they can prescribe other herbal formulas that are covered by health insurance for similar relief. Health Minister Xue Ray Yuan also noted that Qinghuan Yihao in foreign countries is classed as a health supplement and can be sold on the Internet. However, if the company in question has no import license, people who buy the herbal formula from these foreign companies online and have it sent to Taiwan are violating the law. Illegal importation of Qingguan can result in a prison sentence of up to 10 years and a maximum fine of 100 million Taiwan dollars. With no end to U.S.-China tensions in sight, many companies in the U.S. and Taiwan are seeking to diversify their
0: geopolitical risks. Many are now following TSMC to Arizona, where the chip giant has already set up operations. With so much interest in Arizona, a major Taiwanese trade association recently held an expo there, inviting Taiwanese businesses to explore investment opportunities.
1: Meanwhile, under the guidance of the Mexican government, investment in that country is also on the rise. One industry expert says Mexico stands to benefit as the U.S. aims to move at least 25 percent of manufacturing closer to its shores.
3: A stunning video forms the backdrop for a dazzling performance. This is the opening show for the 2023 Taiwan Tech Day, being held in Arizona by the Taiwan External Trade Development Council. The mayor of Arizona and other city officials showed up for the event, and several Taiwanese businesses also had representatives on hand.
2: Many companies in the domestic supply chain are hooking up with the Taiwanese Tech Industry Association. There are 20 companies that just recently got in touch with them, expressing a desire to invest in Arizona, particularly in Phoenix. They are likely all companies related to TSMC.
3: Ever since TSMC established a factory in Arizona, numerous suppliers have started moving into the area. However, Arizona is not the only place seeing investment. Under the support of the Mexican government, that country is also now becoming a hotspot for investment by Taiwanese companies.
2: Under current geopolitical changes, what the U.S. should be actively pushing is not just manufacturing in the U.S., but also nearshore outsourcing. How large is the quantity, variety and value of goods imported to the U.S. from Asia? In the future, 25% of that must be produced locally, and Mexico will of course be the greatest beneficiary of that.
3: In a bid to diversify geopolitical risks, U.S. companies are seeking to decouple from China, while global supply chains are reshuffling. Toward that end, more and more Taiwanese businesses are also exploring investments in Mexico and the U.S. state of Arizona.
0: Ever since TSMC first announced plans to set up a factory in Phoenix, Arizona, its Taiwanese midstream and downstream suppliers have relocated one after the other. A new Little Taiwan business ecosystem is forming, which is expected to bring economic benefits to the American southwest city. It includes iconic Taiwanese hand-brewed beverage chains. The
1: banking industry has also set up shop, and the real estate market is also heating up. Now developers have noticed this new demand and are spending nearly 500 million NT to build an Asian restaurant and shopping mall. The estimated return on investment will be at least 5 percent.
2: This Chinese restaurant in the U.S. state of Arizona offers many dishes that seem home-cooked. Although it's simple fare, it's still the favorite eatery for many TSMC employees.
3: TSMC is here and so many people will come here, several people who dine here at work at TSMC. They often come here to eat in or take away. The dishes they most like to eat are eggplant and Mapo tofu.
2: TSMC's expat employees in the US are not familiar with American-style restaurants, and Chinese restaurants have become their number one choice, creating many local business opportunities.
3: Since TSMC set up shop in Arizona, it's also driven the overall development of Phoenix whether it's Taiwanese brands setting up shop or investors sinking down close to 500 million NT to build a Chinese-style mall. It takes over 10 minutes to get to TSMC on the expressway, and it's also just over 10 minutes to get to its suppliers. Our plan is that in these two years, the empty stores will welcome restaurants to move in, and then there is a lobby. We are ready to develop a food street.
2: To create this Asian food street, developers hope to start with supplying food and drink, and the estimated return on investment will be at least 5%. After all, as TSMC has set up a factory, midstream and downstream suppliers will also move in. A business ecosystem is taking shape, and it's driven by TSMC.
1: Well, the morning of the second day of the Dragon Bowl Festival long weekend was sunny and bright, but by the afternoon, the weather took a big turn. Heavy rainfall hit northern Taiwan, especially in New Taipei's Zhonghe and Yonghe districts, where floods reached a height of 30 centimeters.
0: The Central Weather Bureau said the weather was likely to remain unstable throughout the weekend.
2: The weather bureau issued extremely heavy rainfall advisories in the afternoon, mostly meant for Taipei and New Taipei. Both cities were hit with torrential rain, especially around the area of Junghe and Yonghe districts, where rainfall reached 80 to 90 millimetres. In the early hours on Saturday, brief showers will occur in the central and southern regions. There may also be rain late in the afternoon, especially in northern Taiwan.
0: Weather on Friday changed dramatically between morning and afternoon, and there could be more rain over the weekend. The Weather Bureau also warned of high temperatures over the weekend, with the mercury reaching 34 degrees in the western half of Taiwan and up to 32 degrees in the east. Meanwhile, temperatures in Yunling, Pingdong, and Hualien counties, as well as Tainan and Kaohsiung cities, will reach 36 degrees. Adding that those venturing outdoors should wear sunscreen.